Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, the first edition, boys, of the new year. It's great to be with you. There's Ira, there's Corey, I'm Jeff, and we thank our friends at Register Sausage. Of course we do. Yay, sausage to kick off the new year. I got to imagine, I have not checked, but Ira, is there some sort of new year code? Is there, because we certainly couldn't have done anything centered around the Orange Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I guess he could have gone with a pity sausage code. Oh um, yeah, but, absolutely. But I, I don't think I'll, I'll double check and I'll, I'll get back to you. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, but you know, listen, you can drown your sorrows in uh, a little jalapeno cheddar or mm. some andouille or the yeah. short links. I mean, there's so many options. And the great thing is now, again, in this great country, other than maybe Alaska, uh, in the rest of this great country, you can uh, order it at registermeats.com and they'll have it delivered to you. It comes in a cooler, fresh, cold, ice cold perfectly fresh and you'll enjoy it wherever you live but if you live in north florida now basically from jacksonville all the way across the panhandle go to your local grocery store and uh, if they don't have it they should but you can ask uh, either the meat manager or ask the meat manager to take you to the the main manager and uh, tell them you want your registered sausage it's the best premium pork sausage you can get you could also berate like the girl at the cashier checking people out just berate her for not having registered sausage yeah, and then yeah. That'll be, that'll be a video that goes viral, but it's any pub is good pub. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Ben, that's what Ben's looking for. Videos of <laughs> FSU fans berating 18-year-old cashiers. Yes, uh, that's what they want. Uh, by the way, uh, so we know how, you know, things have kind of started and, and the new year has begun. Look at this, guys. Can you see this? Yeah, I see a cut. Man, my first shave of the new year, and I tore myself to pieces. I know. That's impressive, man. That's I mean, why this, this guy. Was, it was gushing this morning. That's why this guy goes with the goatee. First of all, real quick, I just want to remind people, we are not live. We recorded this morning. Yeah. Uh, we're close to live, but we are not live. So if you chat and have some witty comments, we're, we're not going to see him until afterwards. But, um, yeah, man, that's honestly, that's the entire reason I wear a goatee is because I would always cut myself on my chin or uh, like up here where my mustache mm. is. Cause that's I don't know. I just plus it, it looks like, good. It looks good. Too, oh yeah. Well, well that, that's that. that's yeah, a fringe you two, benefit. You two, you wear the goatee well. Uh, I'm not a goatee guy. If I do anything, I'll grow the full beard. But I just man, yeah, you sport, nailed that thing. It was uh, it was gushing. 
discussion well, this morning because your face bleeds forever. That's what I was gonna say. Is I didn't. Know, I was curious how much you guys bleed because man, I, I oh. sometimes I'm like, can I get a tourniquet? Can I get transfusion? Mm. I'll you know, lose gallons if I cut myself shaving. The reason I bring it up is it made me forget about sixty three to three. What? Well, what was it's that? funny that, that you brought up you brought up pity sausage, and I had forgotten that was even a thing we used to do because it oh, had yeah. been so long since we had to. And then yeah, it would have uh, it would have been fitting on uh, December thirtieth to bring up to have as much pity hey, sausage as you needed. But you know what? Semifinals Monday was. Very gratifying. I enjoyed yeah. those two football games and the results. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I did too. I was I was happy about the results. I enjoyed the games. Uh, Jeff, can I ask you? Do you think? And I, I'm just I'm throwing this out there. You guys, tell me if I'm right or wrong. If Tate Rodemaker plays against Michigan, does he throw for more than 116 yards in that game? I, do you think? I think he does. I think he does. It's not, I, think not, he probably, saying, I think he probably does. Yeah. I'm not saying he's throwing for 300, but, yeah, yeah. I think he does. Well, yeah. and he could have been sacked 11 times, too, just like well, the man Milrow, the great well, Milrow. Well, and how many sacks will Florida State's defense have had against Alabama? I mean, the, a, that, a million, apparently? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I think the whole thing would be, you know, with Tate, is is he throwing to Keon? Is he throwing to Johnny? Is he well, throwing that's to what, uh, Clearly he would have been, Jaheim yeah. Bell. Like, that's the thing. When you look at that game, Alabama looked like the team I thought they were. Their quarterback is eh. And their skill players, Florida State, I think, had a better collection of skill players than Alabama. I think their running back, Trey Benson, might not be as good as Alabama's guy, but he's a reasonable facsimile. And Florida State's receivers and tight ends were better. Yeah. And their defense yeah. was just as good as Alabama's, probably better by the yeah, end that's, of the year. Then that's the whole thing, man. It, it wasn't like they were this ungodly team assembling of talent that just had one fluky loss during yeah, yeah. the season. They were pretty – I mean, if it wasn't Milrow running, there wasn't a whole lot of great things about that you offense know, for most of the season. You know who has a freaky roster that lost one crazy game – the team Florida State played. No, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia yeah, yeah. is that. Yeah, Georgia is that team. Georgia is better than any of these teams. Right. And we all know it. Um, now, listen, Georgia screwed themselves. They lost the game, so it's not the same situation. But that, when you look at their roster, you realize you're like, man, it's not close. Their championship level depth is insane. Yeah. Uh, it goes on for days. Now, obviously, we also know that. I know I'm not saying that because of what happened. Right. No. No. That. But. No, but you just see the talent. And the other thing they have, and Aslan and I were talking about this on the drive back that night, is the difference between Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher is Jimbo Fisher just wanted to win games. Kirby Smart wants to curb stomp you. He's offended that your team is on the field with his team, and that is something that's going to – sustain them for a while because i don't well, see I think that it's back. awesome i think yeah. it's awesome it's what everybody should want their coach to be i i've got nothing but admiration for kirby smart i thought he handled this whole week going into the game the right way i thought he handled the postgame press conference the right way i thought he handled his team the right way i think that son of a bitch has got it going in a way that nobody else does and it is so frustrating but hey i'm glad mike got to see it not because those kids got destroyed in an unfair contest and an untenable set of circumstances. We all know that's awful. Everybody knows that's bad for the sport. It was terrible to watch because it was the garnet and gold for me personally to see that. I, I hate that they have to be the example of how out of control this whole thing has gotten and how aggravating it is that they were screwed by a committee and all that. But I, I do think it's good for Mike to see what championship depth looks like. 
because he doesn't have it yet, and they're still climbing, and they've got a ways to go. And it might be good to see that it's important to put together recruiting classes year over year over year, which is what George has done. It's a mix, but you've got to find a way to do better there. Right, but but also it's it's completely apples and oranges. Like Mike Norvell, if he had the choice to build it that way, he certainly would have. He didn't Without have that choice. That's why I was so frustrated yeah. and angered by the the narrative about oh, that's the difference between a portal team oh, and yeah, a no, natural no. build. Well, yeah, no. man, he didn't have an option. If he had gone the high school route, his ass would have got fired a year ago. Oh, yeah. he question. had he had to yeah. go through the portal. See, that's the thing with people; they can't have a conversation. They can't have a nuanced conversation. It's like I understand. We all understand. Anybody logical knows what Mike had to do and why he had to do it. I mean, he had to go all portal big time because they would have been getting stomped still. And he's absolutely right to do it. And at the same time, he can see, man, there are some things that you got to do along the way while you're winning games that will get to a place where you don't have to do it as much, which is cool, which is fine. That's where he's trying to build, too. They just signed their first top 10 class. That's huge. He's got to sign a bunch more so that in five years, if we're talking about the level of greatness in college football, Florida State's name is amongst them with the best of the best because of that championship depth. So there's all kinds of things that are cool along the way. Sucks to lose 63 to three. And I, and again, that's not representative of Florida State. And it's I feel just, bad. For, I really feel bad for the kids that were on the field. Oh, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. It was, it was disgusting. It was dis- I, I hated every minute of it. Not as much as Ira. Ira was in the worst mood I've ever seen him. We've had like knockdown, drag out arguments on these car rides we used to go on. It wasn't anything like what Ira was like on Saturday, but I get it because it completely, like it was such a special season. It was such a fun, magical season to cover, and it ended with that uh, abomination to the sport. Uh, So much so that I brought it up on Wake Up, and I know I guess it's not realistic, but Ira, what would have happened if they had declined the game? Would they have still gotten money from the – doesn't everybody in the ACC get money? Like Georgia I mean, Tech got money. Uh, name another team. I don't uh, think you I, I don't think you want to do it. I think yeah. – You want I mean, to do that, though? Like if you knew it – if you knew going in that all those guys weren't going to play, if you knew that Sunday the committee did I that. I still think you'd play the game. Yikes. I, I mean, just theori- yeah. yeah, theoretically – I guess team, you know, teams have opted out of bowls before, but never at that level of a Not bowl. Not at that level. That's what and, I wonder. And, 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 and I just think, you know, is there a mechanism for what would ha- happen? I mean, there's a way to handle it. But but to me, and I think I I think I'm Jeff and I are on the same page here. Where does that line stop then? When do teams stop just deciding? You, you know what we we're not going to have our star running back, so you know what we're not going to play. I mean, it's just it it can't be that willy nilly, man. You got to go play the game, and it sucks what happened. Um, and it, and I, and I feel terrible for, for Norvell and that staff and, and certainly the players that were on the field, but you know what, man, it's over. I mean, like, you know, I don't yeah. think it's going to have long-term implications. Let's hope, right. I don't think so either, but we don't know for sure, for sure. Uh, because it was so gross. I mean, it's the biggest bowl loss in yeah, it was gross. college football history. Um, if that was going to be where you knew, and I thought you brought up a good point, Ira, in your column, you wrote, um, before the know, game, before the game about. They, I don't think they handled Sunday well. I, I think Norvell has to cancel whatever recruiting trips he had that day, right. and that needs to be an all-day team bonding, talking, feeling out where this team is. Yeah, you're but talking about the Sunday after the ACC championship game. And, and, right. And, and real quick on that on that topic, I th- I think they had I think they had two from you know I talked to several different people, not Mike Norvell, but several different people uh, as I was writing that column. 
I think they had basically two plans of attack. If they won the game, they were going to go recruit. If they lost the game, I do think right. a lot of the coaches were going to stay right. and, and work through the – I don't think – once they won the game, I think they just assumed they were going to be in and yes. let the coaches go. And, yeah, right. to your Police point, seven. it was chaos that next so This is what days. led to the perfect storm that we've described. Right. So many things had to happen that went against Florida State, starting with the committee's decision to leave them out in an unprecedented fashion. So when you start with that, and then there is just a cataclysmic turn of events that happen immediately coaches going on the road and not dealing with the emotions that come from that. And then not really realizing how that's going to bleed over. And now we're getting into Corey, what you're talking about, which I think is, I don't think long-term Florida state's in trouble. I do think in the immediate aftermath though, they do have some, some repairs to make and, and it'll be interesting. I think Mike can make them. I think they can do all right here. Um, I do, I do think they're kind of in a weird position, though. Uh, that is, they are going to take an avalanche, they already have, of criticism. And it's it's so unfair. We know that. But do 18-year-olds, do 19-year-olds, do do 17-year-old recruits? I mean, that's the thing that's hard is you have to overcome all of that. Well, you know, the one thing I do wonder, though, man, is, and, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I do think kids of this generation understand why those kids didn't play. I think they get it, and I think they understand that that game doesn't really matter because the, that wasn't Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell. And, and well, people of our generation can look at those guys opting out and say, well, that's just – that's not teams – that's not a good teammate, and that's not that's not how you, you, you show courage and power and all the things you're supposed to do. I think the kids of this generation get why they did it, and I don't think it affects too much. I, don't, I personally don't think it's going to affect too much what their perceptions are of that game. Did Malik Neighbors play or try to play? He played a half until he set a record, and then he sat. Oh, so they I, I listened to the radio broadcast, and I thought they said he got injured. But he didn't get injured. He took himself out. Yeah. I was Brian, like, yeah. man, that's the risk you run. Malik Neighbors is going to be a first-round pick, and he's playing in a meaningless game, but I guess he wasn't injured. Never mind. Yeah, and, and you know, and we can litigate the guys who decided But that's weird, to too, to play to get a record, and then your team is still on the field in a dogfight. And you're just sitting there on the sideline, not helping them because you you don't want to risk injury. Poor culture, Corey. It is Brian Kelly does it. I mean, his his quarterback didn't even play for. That's what I'm saying. Like, and and it's just so you know, Jaden Daniels is a Heisman Trophy winner. He doesn't play in a game where you know, again, that shouldn't matter to LSU. But nobody even talks about the culture aspect. It's just only because Florida State said all those guys opt out, and I get it. It looked terrible, Um, but I also don't think it defines the program. Neither do I. Yeah, both can be true, right? It doesn't define the program in any way, shape, or form, and it looked terrible. It, it did. It was. Uh, it was gross. It was. It was, uh, it was and, and and I hate that you know because you can do the thing where you look around. We all flipped around these bowl games. Bo Nix is out here throwing, setting records. He's gonna be a first round draft choice. You're like, well, damn, that's cool. He played. Well, here's the thing. I think I honestly think this. If Jordan Travis, if somehow they, and I shouldn't say somehow, it very well would have probably could have happened if. Uh, if Jordan Travis was healthy and they still got left out and Jordan Travis decided to play in the Orange Bowl, I think half of those guys play in the Orange Bowl. Yes. I think you know Jordan I mean? was a big part of it. Yeah, a big sure. part. They didn't, I mean, they, especially when Tate left, but even before that, it's like, man, are we going to beat Georgia with our third string quarterback? Like, why am I doing this? Uh, but, but so Bo Nick's playing. I think, I think Jordan Travis would have played. Yeah. And I think therein lies the Jaheim Bell might play. Trey right. Benson might play. They might all play one last time. It was definitely a 
it fed on itself. Like once it got going, the inertia of guys opting out, that's why you had some of the decisions later, like Jari and Jones and some of those other guys. I think it towards the end, you know, guys were just like, man, this is what I'm going to be the only guy out there. And again, give credit to the kids who played, but I don't think you even got the best effort from some of those. I'm not saying they quit. I'm not saying, but I would not, people are going to judge the way some of those guys played in that game as what they look, what they're going to look like in the future. And I don't think that's accurate because those guys knew what the hell they were up against and it affected how they played. Well, a good example of the guy I feel the worst for is Kalen Deloach. I, I, I oh watching him play and heartbroken. He didn't look like he cared to be there. He played hard, but he played poorly in that he was guessing and they were taking advantage of that, but he thought he had to do everything. It was, I mean, I felt bad for him. There, it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. He played, he was surrounded by not very good players who were confused. And then Our young he, players. And Our young players. Like some are not very good, some are just young. Yeah. Right. Um, and you've got a defensive line that you know they're not setting the edge, and it's no, just chaos. But again, they were, you know. I mean, I, get, I, I I don't know what anybody could have done. They're like, you can't evaluate the – like, I sat there and said to myself, you know what, you know, John Papuchas, why, why can't you get your defensive ends to, to do their assignment? But then I'm like, what's he going to do? I mean, what, what, were they if they set, if they tried to set the edge, they might have got blocked in the next week anyway. I mean, there, you know, there was, there was no – there were no solutions uh, for that situation. It is. It, it, what's what's unfortunate in what we're talking about, though, is the aspect of these bowl games in which now as a fan, they're useless. They really don't matter in any way, shape or form. And you get these kind of weird performances. This is the norm. Corey, you wrote about it. We've all talked about it leading up to it. It's been building towards this uh, conclusion at some point. Florida State just happens to be the representation of how bad it can go if all the right circumstances line up against you. Um, you know, you have injuries, you've got guys declaring, you get a snub that's un- unprecedented and then you have all these opt-outs and it's like well hell this is exactly what can happen when you're facing a really good team we've had weird results all throughout the bowl season none quite as dramatic as 63 to 3 but what it does lead to i think is and and it's a shared frustration we love college football college football is broken it is it is broken broken you well, can oh have... the, bowl, the bowl season the bowl no, season not just is the broken. bowl season this is stupid the way we do this you have transfer portal signing class bowl prep happening simultaneously yes. stupid all of it scheduling it's terrible well that's why i'm saying december is worthless now it's pointless other than if you're playing in the championship the playoff and look there'll be eight more teams next year um so that helps but yeah man december is nonsense it, it is completely ruining the end of the college football season. I, l- I love. So hopefully, something. Ha- hopefully, something changes there. One of my favorite comments from Kirby was the day before the game in the press conference on Friday, where he said, <clears throat> "You know, he said, listen, you know, part of the challenge with the calendar is that you know they don't want us to do it the portal after the season because those guys they need to be in class for the spring semester and all that." And he he kind of just paused. He's like, "Do we really have to?" You know, it's almost like. Does that, the school really matter? I mean, who can we, we have that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> can we have that conversation? Yeah, you're telling me you can't take two weeks of classes at Notre Dame and then go into those, like, and then find a way to get classes at Florida State? You know what I mean? Like, you can open it up to Jake. Kids can come in a week after. Just go to drop ad. Is that still a thing? Do they still have drop ad at college? Just go to your drop ad counselor. 
Yeah, I haven't been in college in 30 years. So I, <laughs> I assume they still have something like that. You know, it, unlike when we were in school and you had to wait in line and drop yeah. out, oh, they man. actually – call the number over and over it's, and over yeah. again and get the busy signal? You I got to get out of this class. I got to get out of this I class. I was sitting at my work. kitchen table like, go, 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 come on. How, how did I get a 730 class? Yeah, how does that even ridiculous. happen? Yeah. Redial, redial, redial over and over again. Yeah. No, that, that was frustrating. Uh, I don't know, but they got to do something because unlimited transfers ain't going to work. And having Ugh. the schedule the way it is isn't going to work. The bowls suck. As we yeah. watch this as a sport that we're passionate about, it's the worst to sit around and think, damn it, they've ruined it all. It's broken. It seems got- like it's beyond repair. I don't know what they're going to do. We got a hot take about Florida State and Jordan Travis. Do we, do we save it for the next segment? You want to save you... it for the next segment? Uh, Man, I mean, I can. Geez. What I can. a geez. Holy moly. You know, if we do this long enough, we might get the hang of it. Mm. This is, <laughs> One of these this days. is really good. One Let's of these see days. what the hot take on Jordan <laughs> Travis is from yeah, Irish Bowman when we come back. Uh, <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. All right, Ira set it up with the big tease, the first big tease of the new year. So we gotta we gotta fulfill here and and bring home the promise of said tease. What is the hot take on Jordan Travis? You have well, it's it's about Florida State with Jordan Travis and. Uh-huh. Basically, I'm pissed off at us for not thinking Florida State could win a national championship with Jordan Travis and that full team. Because after watching those four teams play, yes, man, Florida State, if they had all their players, and remember, they would have had a month off to prepare and get Keon Coleman healthy, Jaheim Bell healthy, every Jared Verse, all those guys, Fabian Lovett, all those guys healthy. I am pissed off at any time during the last season – that we said, well, Florida State's not going to win a national championship, but it would be great to get to the playoff. Yeah, they, that team absolutely could have won a national championship. I think we knew they could. I still wouldn't have picked them, but I, I, I do. I think they're good. I think they were good. Yeah. That offense really struggled down the stretch more than before Jordan but, got hurt. I mean, I, mean, uh, I don't understand. But I think it mostly was, when guys were were banged up. I don't when you the look at line was ever very good. No, it no, wasn't no. great. But but, but is Alabama's great. I mean, when you look at uh, when you look at. Those four quarterbacks that played, oh, one, sure. one was unbelievable. Penix is really the, good. The other three were just average-ass college quarterbacks, at least on that day. I know Ewers had some nice moments this season, but I thought he looked horrible. Uh, it, McCarthy's it, numbers were okay. He didn't complete a pass more than 12 yards downfield. Like, the whole game, they were just dump-offs. And then Milrow was Milrow. He was just nothing. So And, yeah. and real quick, on Georgia, and I agree, Georgia – I know Georgia played exceptionally well in that game. I think they're a phenomenally talented team. But I will say this. I would have liked to have seen what Carson Beck looked like against Florida State's real defense. Sure. Because they would have, they might have sacked him six times. Well, if I mean, Georgia wouldn't have uh, choked in the SEC, if Kirby could actually beat Nick in a uh, SEC championship game, it would have been Georgia and Florida State and New Orleans. You would have gotten to see it. Yeah, um, that would have been a great game. Would've it would have been a great game. Yeah. And we're. I think with Tate, I know it's all about matchups. I think Florida State could have won either one of those games, certainly had a chance to win um, against Michigan or Alabama. I think Washington, if he was going to play like that, Florida State was going to be in trouble. Because I don't think he was going to play like that. I mean, I felt I've never felt as bad for a DB as I did for number six for Texas. 
he had great coverage the whole game, and the dude's just dropping them like dimes. I yeah. mean, unbelievable, like little gifts from the heavens. So, you know, like, right? And this is this is what happens. Like we're fortunate enough, and th- and I, I'm reminded of this every year. We already know it, but when you cover a team, you're aware of when guys are going out and playing hurt, and when guys are trying to get through, and and guys are affected, right? Penix was that guy that you saw last night through the first five games of the year. And then he fell off a cliff and everybody was like, what happened to Penix? He was having these terrible games. It turns out he was freaking hurt, really badly hurt playing through it. And then he's healthy again. And you see those numbers. It's like, I hate, this is what we do all the time where people will make a singular argument that fits their you know view of the college football landscape without really having the on the ground knowledge of what any of these teams are in a given moment, a given day when they're 100% healthy or what they could be if this guy comes back and this other guy starts where he's supposed to. It, it happens all the time. It's like, and, and everybody's guilty of it to varying degrees, but man, it seemed really, really one-sided in the way that people viewed Florida State and only looked at the last five or four games. Yeah. As opposed to like, did you guys forget the LSU game happened? Did yeah. you forget that yes. they bottled up the best quarterback in the country? Yes, you know they I mean? did, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, they did. And well, people completely forgot that that's what that team also was. Yeah, and I think you know, the other thing is there's a narrative that uh, among the Florida State fans, which is understandable, I get it. The, and you touched on it earlier that that you know Mike Norvell needs to maybe see Georgia and say okay that's what you aspire to be is a team yeah. that imposes its will and doesn't just win games but stomps teams out. Um, but I also think part of the way Mike Norvell coached this year was because he didn't want he knew what would happen if Jordan wasn't available, and I think they were very conservative with Jordan for most of yeah. the season because they didn't want anything to happen to him because everything else could crumble if he wasn't there and not, not that the team would fall apart, but offensively, I mean, the drop off was going to be huge. And because they didn't have a great offensive line where you could just pound that, the ball. That's, that's the other thing. Ira. I think yeah. he knows that the backups aren't where they need to be yet. Right. And, and but, but that average, right. So, but my point is he's coaching to that. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, if he, if he gets to a point where he assembles a team, I don't think he's going to be like Jimbo. Who's happy to win 16 to 10. I think he's going to want to impose his will and, and and be a dominant team once they get the roster to that point, I, I believe. Yeah, well, I think the uptick in plays per game will be evidence of that, right? right? I mean, Florida State sat around 63 plays per game, which is 70th in the country or thereabouts. Like, I, I think if he felt like they could just keep the throttle down because they're deep enough, strong enough, talented enough, then, you know, let's play more plays. Let's have fun with this because you can't stop us. We're going to keep doing it. You, you've seen evidence of it when he's comfortable with the depth and he's comfortable with the talent that he doesn't let up. And then right. there's moments like this year. I think he really realized, well, we're good enough to win all these games. And the goal is to win all the games. So, you yeah, know, well, I mean, like we can just yeah. do whatever we got to do to win the damn games. Because, yeah, he was operating under a premise <laughs> that 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 mattered. False. Yeah. A false yeah. premise, guys. Right. Hey, I, I also – this is a Jordan Travis take. Um, I think Jordan Travis is a kid that we'll see around these parts again someday. I think he wants to coach someday. I, you get the sense that that guy loves helping his teammates. Loves. I mean, I know they showed him on the sideline there helping Brock out, which I thought was awesome. But he's always kind of been that way. And I, I get a sense that, you know, well, I wish him well in his pro career. I, you know, we'll see what happens. But, but I think if it doesn't work out, he's got a great opportunity to be a coach and come back and coach. It would be something to me I think he'd want to do. I mean, I could definitely see that. And it was cool that he was there, man. Again, yeah. you know, and I tweeted during the game, 
you know, because he went, I mean, he was at all those practices down there that week. He didn't have to do that. And then, uh, especially watching what he was watching. I mean, he's, you know, he was, at, it wasn't like he was out there thinking that team was going to beat Georgia. He was out there just being supportive. And I thought Jared Verse showing up at the game and I tweeted about it and people were like, well, why isn't he playing? It's like, yeah, man, he's going to be a first round pick. This game doesn't really mean anything. You've told him the season didn't matter. So I'm not mad at Jared Verse for not playing, but the fact that he took his time to get to South Florida to be on the sideline with his teammates, I thought was cool. Of course, Twitter told me and I'm an idiot. Well, that's why you don't look at the mentions, Ira. (laughs) Get your mind right. Uh, Yeah, one thing about the game that I think we do need to talk about, um, not much, uh, I did like, uh, and Ira brought it up in the War Chant Rap afterwards, that, by the way, had the most views we've ever had for a War Chant Rap, which is strange. Well, at 63 to 3, I think they had uh, some curiosity as to how you guys were talking about it. (laughs) I I also thought there was maybe some some other opposing fan bases that might have been interested in what we said about that. Um, But I did like, I did like. um, Say it, Brock Glenn. The the improvement from Brock Glenn. Brock is really good. I think he's got – we don't know he's going to be good, but there's some stuff in good. there. I'm telling you, he's going to be good. It's uh, a good, good sign. I hope, I hope so. There were good signs, though, yes. the way he played. There's the most there, positive aspect of the game. The only, in my opinion. I mean, Portier made some nice catches. That was that was good to yeah. see. Portier looked good. Um, he's coming back next year, you got to assume. We, we didn't get a Portier season at all. And, in fact, the one regret you would have from this season is none of those young receivers were developed at all in season. Uh, injury played well, a huge part in that. I mean, but, we don't see the production. I can't. I wouldn't say they haven't developed. I, that's what I, I mean. You is, yeah. But you'd like to. Ha- you'd like them to go into next season with a little more game experience and a little more game production than they have. That doesn't. Yeah, developed wasn't the right word, but production. I would have liked to see. That was one of the things with the dynasty is you had a freshman that was a backup. Well, he'd still have seventeen catches for two hundred eighty yards and a couple of long touchdowns just so because they got in the game. Have you gone back? Not that you would have no. any reason. Are you asking me if I've gone back and watched the game? I've watched three times. I've watched the it three times. A I'm resounding gonna, no. Well, I've I watched would, it three times. And when, when we're done here, I'm about to watch my fourth What time. I would tell you is if you do it for the for the exercise of watching Brock Glenn, a couple of things stand out. He was much more assertive. He knew where to go with the football. He processed things a lot quicker. Uh, they didn't have much of a chance, but he he played pretty well, and the numbers don't necessarily bear that out. And then the other aspect that I thought – kind of showed through was I got to tip the cap to Jesse Palmer. I mean, he, he nailed this repeatedly. He was highly complimentary of Brock Glenn and he would get very specific. He'd say, look, you guys are going to hear me talking about this and you're going to look at his numbers and say, what's Jesse talking about? He goes, I'm telling you from a quarterback standpoint, he goes, I did the game in Charlotte. I know yeah. what he looked like in that game. And I'm telling you right now, that kid is standing tall. He steps up. He throws with assertion. He goes, those are signs of pro- real progress and the numbers be damned. And he repeated it. He was like, yeah. I'm just telling you, if you're a Florida State fan, you don't have a lot going for you today. Got it. But be happy with what you're seeing there. And I was yelling at the TV, yes, you're right. I can see it. I do in, think. In a couple of his. Four kids started two games in his career. They were both ridiculous. Yes. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville on no prep. And then oh. against Georgia, who decided to have all their NFL guys opt out after the game like they all played and then declared for the draft the next day sorry they didn't opt out but they all declared for the draft after beating Brock Glenn and the in the Seminoles to a pulp but the the two mistake the two biggest mistakes I thought he made was the fumble he just he's trying to throw it into traffic and then he had he he was going to go take a shot it wasn't really I mean he he had some interceptions but 
the worst play he made as a quarterback, in my opinion, was he saw the blitz coming. He's just throwing a fade down the deep sideline, and he waited too long and got drilled, yeah. and the ball fluttered in the air. Yeah. That, but that's the stuff you learn with experience right. because he's wearing a green jersey all the time. Nobody's ever hitting him, and that just comes with experience, which I think he's going to be – if he keeps improving at that rate, from the way he looked against Louisville to yeah, that, man. yeah, man. And also, we haven't even talked about it yet, but he's going to get a whole year, a real year, to sit and be an understudy to a guy that's a veteran quarterback and a, and a solid quarterback, which I think is good. It's going to be really good for his development, I think. Well, uh, and I'll say this about Brock Glenn is he is not going to take that approach at all. Like, he he's going to want to try to beat out DJ. He shouldn't um, take that approach. I hope yeah. he fights like Cal. And if yeah. he's better than DJ, they need to start him. Right. Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops because for, in one month, man, because if you think back to that AC championship game, and I, I didn't want to evaluate him based on that because I thought it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I would say that to see him improve so much in terms of understanding the speed of the game and understanding how he has yeah. to make decisions quicker. Because in that out. yeah, in the AC championship game, it was almost like he thought he still wasn't a green jersey. Yeah. And and in this game, man, you know, he was competing and he made some really nice plays. And and they weren't all great, as Corey said. I mean, there were some some stinkers, but you could just see it. You could see it that he was he was playing the game again, not just kind of he was, you know, he just wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah, he was sitting. Uh, he wasn't sitting there repping like you are in practice. He played the game. The ball's got to come out, and also Georgia's got really good corners. So, and they were going against non-Florida State starters. So, you know, he, he didn't have a real opportunity right. uh, to find a bunch of guys getting great separation. But he dropped some dimes. The incomplete pass to Destin Hill is a dime on that left side. That's yeah. a hard throw to and make. Destin got his feet down. He just bobbled the ball. Yeah, I mean, Destin made a great catch. It yeah, just, yeah, he just, it just bobbled it when he hit the ground. Yeah. The throw to Portier on the deep ball is yeah I mean, great show you great can't throw. throw it any better than that and i so, like that he takes shots he was taking shots and he had he, he had destin that's a good read it's a bad throw but it's a good read on the deep yeah. shot to destin by the end zone yeah it's all there it's there the, the 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 throws are there the strength is there the athleticism is there if he plays he and and this is the other thing now the season's over i mean we kind of hinted at it later in the year he also didn't get the benefit of really repping for six to seven weeks because of yeah. a broken thumb. Yeah, so, there was a there was a week or two he wasn't even out there. No, and then so, then when he did practice, yeah, he couldn't do everything. That's what I mean, Corey. That's why I say I think. I mean, of course, nobody ever knows. I right. think he's going to be good. Like yeah. with all of the limitations we just described about lack of prep and a lack of opportunity and a lack of, I mean, really any kind of realistic chance to succeed in a start. You know, I mean. I think you saw a lot of growth pretty quick. So that's a good sign that he's going to, you know, he's going to compete. It will be interesting to see. I think Ira's right. There's no chance that he's going into the season this year thinking, well, I have to sit behind DJ because they brought him in. Well, uh, I know. I just, I get it, but we're all being realists here. I mean, no, no, you don't bring DJ in with the thought that he's going to sit the bench. Yeah. But I hope you're open minded enough, if you're Mike, to let it play out. Yeah. Does no, DJ I mean have to give us uh, collective money back if he's not the starter? No, he does not. How's that work? But uh, but uh, the other thing I would say, though, and again, just from, you know, and I may have mentioned this at the time. I don't remember if I did. But when Jordan got hurt, like those first practices that next week when Jordan got hurt, Brock Land's body language was much better than Tate's. And I've always, you know, I like Tate. I think he has potential. But Tate looked like a guy who was like, okay, now I have to be the guy 
Brock wanted Tate's job that week. Like you could tell it in the way he carried himself. And so that, that all that stuff, he is such a plus plus in the intangible uh, area. That's going to be really big for him as well. One thing I want to mention, we touched on earlier about evaluating players in this game. And if people go back and watch this game, like Jeff, good luck. And, and, but I, I wouldn't take too much away from any individual players because I saw a lot of tweets about Daryl Jackson. Oh, we heard this about Daryl Jackson. And yeah. why is this? Man, I don't think you can evaluate anything really other than Brock just because he rose above it in some areas. I think you could take a lot away from them. But I wouldn't get carried away in looking at individual players in that game and trying to project what it's going to look like next year because it was chaos, man. It was especially – uh, well, on both sides of the ball. Um, but I think especially on defense, because so much of defense is how you play with your teammates and, yeah. and, and, and you're just on an island in a game like that. And that was, you know, when you look at that game, other than the bell kid making just the ridiculous catches, like yes, just great multiple. catches, a lot of guys were just running free. We're just wide open. And that is something that hadn't happened to the Florida State defense. Um, literally, I, I, since the Boston College game, like, eight games ago, nine games ago, well, you had a bunch of dudes that had never played together. And look, so I don't want you guys to watch Blake Nicholson as a freshman and be like, oh, man, he can't play. No, he he's a freshman. Like he and, and none of these guys have played together. So, yeah, there's poor. He's a freshman going against Georgia. Yeah. And he's yeah. got and he's got another freshman safety behind him. Right. Yeah. And he's got when Darius Jones freshman. is playing its corner. Yeah. All these guys that have never been. I bet they had. 12 guys on defense that played more snaps in that game than they had in any other game this season. Maybe more than that. Like you just, you, these guys had never played together. And so they, there was, there was horrible communication. That's not an indictment of Adam Fuller. And I don't think it's an indictment of these younger guys as, as to what they can be. Some of the older guys, we know what they are, but I think Cryer might have a chance. I think Nicholson might have a chance. And I don't think that game is anything like a representation of what they're going to be real quick. I know Jeff, you want to say something, but one more thing about Cryer Cause you brought him up that dude walking into the locker room after the game looked like he wanted to murder somebody. That kid, again, when he gets the intangible stuff, I really like, I mean, I think he's a good player, but he also, man, that he was, he did not leave that game thinking, Oh, well, we didn't have our guys. He was pissed off after that game, which is I like cool. the two that you just mentioned. I, I think they have a chance. I think they maybe got the safety, work. maybe Hussey. Well, I'm not talking about every other position. Oh yeah, yeah, linebacker. Group. Yeah, I think they need some work there. They got to get some guys in here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, we'll come back, wrap up the hour momentarily. Seminole headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminole headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. No great tease to return to this final segment. Oh, here. I've got a tease. Oh, hey, you're teasing a, on the way back. You're supposed to do it. It's yeah. a different definition. It's a bonus. It's a yeah. bonus. bonus did, you, did you guys see the boob that they yeah. showed on TV? I yeah. missed it. I was sitting right there, but I wasn't paying attention to a commercial or whatever. So I thought, yeah. you know, when they're, they're coming back, for the folks that didn't see it, go back and find it on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Maybe not on YouTube. Yeah, I, I think it's probably blocked out now. Yeah, um, but, out. you know, when, they, when they're when they in a game, especially a bowl game, they'll show the sights of the city. Yeah. And they'll show, like, somebody at Geno's in Philadelphia flipping over a cheesesteak or whatever. Well, this – this they decided – and I didn't even know these were live shots. I thought they were shots that were taken yeah, days pre-game. ago. I, I can guarantee you in the future they will not be live shots. <laughs> so – you see they're on Bourbon Street, and it's a camera going down Bourbon Street. You see a hot dog stand here. You see uh, people milling about the here. Bourbon Street, yes. And you see this woman 
like going like like looking up at a balcony. We've all been on Bourbon Street. We know what she's looking at. Somebody's offering beads. She's doing this, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. She's there. She's uh she's asking if they want to, and then yeah. plop, there it comes out, just right there. And it's and then all right, we're back in the third quarter. Texas has the ball at the Washington twenty six. I mean, it was it was crazy. You think Sean McDonough was like, "Well, good lord, everybody." <laughs> he's too dialed in. He's 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 watching the game. But I just I always thought that stuff was filmed days in advance. A lot of it times must, it is. That, sometimes it is. So I, I just the idea that you the idea that anyone in that crew. Or in the back in the truck or wherever, anybody involved in that thought, you could run a live camera of Bourbon Street, yeah, and just assume that's going to be okay is incredible. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, I know this makes me a gross guy, a gross man, uh, and I'm I'm no great shakes either. I know that I'm saying that going ahead of time. Nobody would want to see me doing anything like that, but wasn't a wasn't a great wasn't yeah. a great one either. <laughs> no. They're we could have done better if we're going to do it. They're yeah. not all. I mean, lots, that's the lots, thing about Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah. <They're> not... <laughs> yeah, that's true. You see all kinds. That's it's true. a myth. Tell them, Ira. It's a myth. Yeah. Yeah. You go on Bourbon Street, not every pair is something you're excited <laughs> to get a gander at. And yeah. it was only but, one of them. She only showed one yeah. of them. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one you'll, was probably, you'll probably get a lot of ABs, though. You'll yeah. Probably yeah. get a lot of ABs. What one was one? You were like, oh, okay. All right. That's all I need to see the other. Yeah, yeah. Let's like, keep it moving, guys. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Uh, so anyhow, sorry, I, de- I derailed us. Back That's to Brock funny. Glenn. No, no, we don't. I think we've said what we needed to say about Brock Glenn. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to compete hard. I, I hope this doesn't have an adverse uh, effect uh, bringing in DJ. Um, he knew but, it was but, coming. I mean, he knew I, it was coming. Yeah, I mean, it I had I, an I, adverse I, effect he, on his predecessor but not on him i don't think well and i I mean it's just so much that's the timing and you know tate knew this was his last year um the thing with with brock though is again i mean i do think he wants to be the guy but i also don't think he's unrealistic enough to think he did enough in those two games to be like oh yeah you've got to be our guy i mean if he is if he's if he's that confident himself more power to you buddy but that's not it's not you can't be a normal teammate if you think those two games means we're not going to go sign anybody else. It's an interesting – it's not a debate necessarily. I completely understand why they went out and got a quarterback. But I, one of the things I like about, you know, when you talk about team building and ways to do that is you kind of grow with a guy, right? And if, if they had gone, if they had just decided, okay, we don't want to spend money on a quarterback. We're going to spend it elsewhere. We're going to look at a linebacker, an offensive lineman, and a defensive end. And then you say, we're – we're going to turn it over to Brock, you know, and, and let's see what happens. You could have made that decision. I can make an argument for that decision that you could have done that, could have saved money and stressed other positions of need and understood that next year's not a championship season. That, you know, you're going to go – Brock Lynn could have a good year and you might go 10-2 and two or something like that, and that may be good enough to win the conference and make the playoff. I don't know. But you're growing together, right? You're having those experiences together. And then, then the next year, maybe when that roster is where it needs to be, you got a guy who's played a full year and is ready to roll. You can make that argument. Maybe they do enough damage in the portal that with DJ, they're ready to compete at that level right now and and win the conference. And you try to sustain that level of excellence by winning back-to-back conference championships. Maybe that's what, that's what I was going to say. And I, I agree with you. That was, that was an option. Um, I think what DJ does though, is I think he does open up the portal to other players. Um, you know, I think players that 
you know, again, we may have our opinions of what DJ looked like against Clemson, but he was a five-star recruit. For All Clemson. these kids, For Clemson. excuse me, when he was at Clemson. But he was a five-star recruit. He uh, has had success. He's played a lot of football. He's a name in college football. I think you're going to have a better chance of getting other players, maybe at a, at a discounted rate, because you have DJ than you might have had. I think if you were going into this year standing pat at quarterback, you would have probably had to overpay for anybody you were trying to get in the portal because there wouldn't have, especially coming off of 63-3. So I think it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Even though I don't think they're, I don't necessarily think they're going to be a playoff team, I think you need it from just an optic standpoint from where you are right well, now. Well, and he was, he was, pretty good this year DJ yeah. he's better than he was at Clemson but I mean again now in hindsight who can play offense in that who yes. can play quarterback in that offense Klebnik was a five-star and he's looked like uh, mediocre at best since he's been there and then DJ goes somewhere else and looks pretty good so maybe he's that guy he's more that guy than he was at than he was at Clemson and again man I just think 40 starts my man started 40 games you know what you're getting he's solid he's not a Heisman candidate but he's solid to good. Brock, Glenn might, Brock Glenn might end up being great, yeah. but next year he is not going to be great. And you need a solid to good, in my opinion, a quarterback that can bridge the gap to when Brock or somebody else is ready to take over in 2025. You you don't need a, a, a six and six season. And it's all on the table with an unproven quarterback. It's all on the table. Meanwhile, DJ, I think, DJ, I think raises the floor of what right. next season can be. That's meanwhile, I meanwhile, I think Tony Tokars and probably even Mike Norvell and other people on the staff are putting their arm around Brock Glenn's shoulder saying, listen, man, you need to kick his ass. You need yeah, to be the oh, guy absolutely. and see what happens. I hope so, because uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be a very, very good player. And it's just, yeah, I'm just pointing out to people that you could make yeah. the argument. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it sucks for Miami that uh, so they thought they were getting Cam Ward and he goes to the league. And then the other kid from Arkansas is at UCF. I don't know what literally, and I'm not. I know this isn't, you know, Hurricanes headlines, but what are they going to do a quarterback? Who gives a damn, Corey? It's awesome. Well I just, said. I, I just internally, want... I hope they sit around and stare at the stars, thinking about how they screwed this all up. It's beautiful. <laughs> you just, F them. I, I, I do. Uh, I, I really want Van Dyke to go have a big year next year. <laughs> I really, I want him to just throw for three fifth, 3,500 yards at Wisconsin. Hour number two for coming headliner questions coming your way. Seminole headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 